and I'll let the recap play and we'll see how, how if I can catch up. And it played perfectly behind me, wrapping gifts. So it's like this dark, very, very dark horror thrill, horror supernatural kind of TV series. And I'm happily wrapping gifts and and pushing spots through <laughs> the air and stuff. And like, it was it was just a very it was a juxtaposed day of like I was totally in the zone. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 213, and we went dark there for a minute. Who, who are you again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We did. Yeah, we went dark, man. I mean, we're back, though, for an episode in between Christmas and New Year. So yes. we're recording this the Thursday before Christmas. Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. I think there's three. It's the Tri-Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this the Thursday before Christmas. It'll come out, um, well, when it comes out on Thursday. And, you know, wishing everyone a belated ha uh, happy Christmas yep. and a soon-to-be future Merry New Year. <laughs> but I do want to start, though. Um, I want to apologize for having you sleep on our sleeping sofa, our sleeper sofa one time. <laughs> I, you texted us that, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> Well, that gets into a story. So how about we crack a beer first? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. What do you got tonight? Okay. So tonight I have uh, a Dippa, double IPA, Seeker Beer Company. Seeker? Seeker. Yeah. Yeah. Seeker Beer Company. Seeker Beer. Okay. And it's by Sandbox Brewing Company out of San Diego. And it's uh, 8.2. So let's see how this is. All right. Well, I have a 6.5. Nice. It's a standard everyday IPA. Okay. Uh, Happy Hops by Russian River. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. They they, they have awesome beers. Uh, 6.5, like I said. So it's just like kind of one of those everyday drinking IPAs, it sounds like. West Coast. In a bottle. Uh, and it's one of those sizes. It's like, uh, what is it? A pint or something? Just shy of what? One pint. One and a quarter fluid ounces. Oh, okay. Oh, I was thinking of a different one. Was I thinking of a different one? This is not the Pliny cousin, is it? A little ASMR. <laughs> no, this is not Pliny, but it is uh, Russian River does brew Pliny. Oh, okay. So it is the one with that the happy hop face on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can uh, see it. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, but no, Russian River does Pliny, so um, which is phenomenal by the way i've had a, i've had that on the show before mm. but yeah we were on uh the sleeper sofa well before <laughs> i guess before we get into that give me uh a tasting note uh this is a uh, citrus straight off of the uh the the grape grapefruit forward oh wow I, we have the same beer it sounds like uh it's called yeah hand surroundings um and yeah it's just uh amazing refreshing cloudy milky oh wow that's like a super hazy cloudy milky like it has lactose and stuff no it's just it's just the look is very milky but it's yeah. just a hazy hey yours is gotcha. clear. yours is clear right that's a clear one i think right? uh it's a little bit hazy it's more hazy than i realized it would be but it, it's it's very grapefruit forward yeah it's not very bitter or anything like that it's it's more sweet that's yeah, a solid yeah it has a, a sweeter flavor but no it's 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 great i mean it's uh easy drinking it's smooth but yeah, so apologizing for having you and your wife on the sleeper sofa. <laughs> and I'm a bigger guy than you. So, you know, like whatever you felt, <laughs> whatever you felt, I'm like on the bars. <laughs> it totally sagged. Yeah, it's like sleeping. on. It's like sleeping in the letter U. So we slept one way one night and then we were like, ah, let's put our feet the other way. And it didn't help. really. <laughs> So the reason we were sleeping on the sleeper sofa uh, for three nights is because we had a drain problem. So my in-laws visited for Thanksgiving and we had uh, a clogged toilet. So, you know, my father-in-law is in the bathroom with the plunger. He's like, I, he's plunging like crazy water <laughs> splashing everywhere. You know, I'm just like, Frank, that is gross, man. What are you doing? He goes like, I never saw a toilet plug so hard. I'm like, stop. It's roots. <laughs> 
because four years ago we had a birthday party and we had a similar problem. The plumber came out, he snaked the toilet, worked for four years. He said, one of these days you're going to have to go in and jackhammer through the concrete in your bedroom to fix the to- uh, the, the, the drain and everything. The line. Yeah, yeah. The, the sewer line. And I was like, ah, well, let's hope that never happens. We'll just keep it going. <laughs> well, just about four years and a month, not even four years and like two weeks or whatever. Yeah, clogged. And I showed you some of the pictures. Oh, so good. The hole was almost four feet deep. I had a mountain of earth in my bedroom. So we moved out the whole bedroom into like other be- other rooms in the house, the hallway and all this stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And jackhammer, you know, pulled back the carpeting. I covered that all up with with drop cloths and such to keep it clean. You paint, you painter taped the door so no dust would get in the house. Painter taped the door to keep the dust from blowing through when the furnace kicked on or any of that stuff. You you have the you have the exterior entrance to your bedroom, so it's nice. Exactly. Yeah, we have a patio door from our bedroom into the backyard, so that was easy in and out. So we didn't have to go traipsing through the house with all that dirt. So we did about it was about two foot by four foot uh, slab removal with the jackhammer and stuff and and the hole was about three and a half to four feet deep uh the drain is just way the heck down there super deep and i mean we were cutting out like seven inch roots that were going along along the side of the drain and those roots had little spider guys coming out in and they because the sink was backing up to the tub and the sink where it meets the joint that goes into the main it was black ABS pipe and that was sheared and the toilet at the same point where it comes down from the floor and goes into the ABS, um, you know, the main uh, that was sheared. So both were broken by by what the roots going into them, right? Just the roots just break through. Yeah, the roots just the four, you know, like the intrusion point just, yeah, it just sheared the, the plastic. And so we had like a little leach field going on every time you'd flush. So it's like the roots down there were just insane because we're feeding it like just all this nitrogen <laughs> and every flush is like food, you know, for these for these trees. And then, and then it uses that space in the pipe to grow. <laughs> Dude, it was just it was total solid blockage. I didn't I couldn't believe that 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 any any material was passing through there. <laughs> it had very well, very it wasn't little, it's very, but it had like a pinhole that it was it was passing through. It did. for. Yeah. A while. Yeah, I know it's crazy how it just like toilet paper, everything just went through. <laughs> just but went through that little, you know, area. anyway, so we have new drain um, and the they did the um, uh, the fiber optic camera with the light on the end sort of a thing nice Arth- arthroscopic yeah they went through looked at at the at the sewer line through the house everything's clean um all the way they went all the way to the street to the clay nice yeah you know where the district the water district has their lines so all of my stuff's clean which is good you know seventeen hundred dollars later so it wasn't too bad of a price how much of a discount did you get for for hauling dirt and like helping out? <laughs> oh, I don't know, maybe five hundred bucks or something. I was his apprentice, you know. I took a day off work, and he was down in the hole shoveling, and I was like dumping dirt in the corner, and we had, you know, uh, I'll tell you though, it's funny. We put everything back, and like by the time it was all done, I mean the room was cleaner than when we started. Right, you know, right, right. I was just insane. I'm like, I'm cleaning. I mean, I'm like sweeping the walls. I'm vacuuming. I'm, I'm going crazy, you know, because. It was just, yeah, just the amount of dirt and dust and uh, it's horrible. But there you go. We're on the other side of it with new drains, so we're good to go. And the boys have their bathroom back. And we're, I'll tell you, man, we went, you know, we have one of those Tempur-Pedic memory foam sort of ma- uh, mattresses. Right. The composite, right? It's like. Yeah, it's like super comfortable. Bunch of stuff, yeah. And we we got off that sleeper sofa from the three nights and we went back to bed. I mean, I felt like the bed was just giving me a warm, snuggly hug. It was so comfortable. <laughs> Your bed is spooning you. <laughs> oh, man, it was so comfortable. I was just like, I didn't want to get out of it the next morning. Uh. You know, and here I had to go to work and stuff again, you know, yeah. but it was like, oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. So that was that. And then uh, we... We paid Universal Studios um, uh, visit as good trailer junkies want to do, (laughs) though I haven't been there since the early 90s, and it is a complete different park than the time 
you know, amusement park than the time I was there. Like when I was there, they had the big phone and the rubber <laughs> jail bars, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the mechanical King Kong, you know, yeah. for the tour. Right, right, right. It was just so much of it is like screens now, like those, like kind of you're moving, but you're not moving rides. Oh, okay. You know, like soaring over California or something, you know, and right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Boys had a great time. Boy, the boys are big Harry Potter fans, so that's always that's that's the place. Oh yeah, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter was so immersive, and they did the with the wand choosing ceremony. They chose Mike to do to be the guy who or the kid who does it and right, stuff. Right. So that was a lot of fun, and he was all you know he was into it, and, you know, and he has a big a big personality, so it just it kind of fit where he was, what he was doing. <laughs> He ate it up, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, you know, we're on the Jurassic World ride. You know, it's a wet ride. You know, it's splashing. Yeah, we're all soaked. It's like 50 degrees out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like freezing. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, I mean, there was a lot of other stuff. But the mummy ride, if you go there, man, the mummy ride, I'm not going to say anything about it. It was insane, though. Still still good. I think the mummy ride was, was there. I think we went in 2010 or 2012. Oh, okay. So it's been 10 years or so since... I've been Audrey. Audrey went with her girlfriends a couple years ago or last year. Yeah, so she's seen it, and then she did Hall- uh, Halloween Horror Nights la- this year with her boy with her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's kind of cool, but yeah. I have not been since Harry Potter was put in. Yeah, and they had it all decked out for Christmas, you know, and and they do like a big light show sort of a thing on Hogwarts Castle. Hogwarts Castle, I mean, it, it things enormous. Do they still have Waterworld there? The Waterworld show? Yeah, we didn't do it though. Uh. It, it was a show. Yeah, we. We, we caught a few shows. Um, we didn't get to do that one. By the time we got around to it, it was already over for the day. I wanted to see it because that's supposed to be a good one. I love I love that, that show. And it's so funny. I, I used to have an office on this right side of my building where you could see the uh, pyrotechnics of that show from from my office oh really <laughs> that was like it was it was novel for a little bit but then after a while it's just like oh yeah every every couple hours it goes off <laughs> right know, just right. in the distance you know yeah that's funny but no you know universal was a lot of fun i'm glad we went I, you know i mean i'll i'll probably be back again in 30 years <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it was the last time but um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably, you know, the drain universal. I mean, the two big things, I guess, other than the day to day workings of, right, you right. know, just whatever, you know, but, but yeah, so how about you? Anything, uh, memorable or noteworthy? Well, there's, there's a few things I'm, I'm looking around my, my guest house right now, my home office, and it is chock full of boxes. So part of the reason that we've been off for a while is we went to DC for Thanksgiving for Anne's family to be with Anne's family. And I said, it's the time is now to get my stuff out of the basement (laughs) at my mother-in-law's house. So, you know, we packed it up and I stayed there an extra week and got it all prepared. So did you drive it back or ship it back? We shipped it back. Okay, well, like using a freight service, or how'd you do it? Yeah, using moving moving company. Oh, okay, so it's not like UPS or something. No, no, no. So I I used to work for a moving company way back in the day. So this is one of the companies that I worked for. They're still in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, big. Oh, they're wow. big time. So yeah, so moved boxes and and a few pieces of uh, furniture back, and you know they give you a date. They give you a date range, a window, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, I'm fine, gonna be in there. Well, they were at the very front end of their window, and that was a weekend that we have we had one of Audrey's um, water polo camps. So we were up in we were going to be in uh, San Francisco that weekend, and they were coming on a Saturday. So I was like, ah, we'll just get we'll just have Frank open it for them. They could just throw it in and whatever. And luckily, our, our friend Carrie said, "Oh no, you need them to check the bingo sheet. You know, you need to make sure you have all the boxes that you that you." put on the truck you know you don't want to have missing boxes so they give you like a bingo sheet you just check off the numbers so she offered and her and her daughter and frank were all over here checking off the numbers as they're coming off the truck and who was this woman uh just family friend family friends of ours carrie koga and and emily her daughter um and then frank was there for the for the muscle you know (laughs) so he was happy to be here but 
the thing that I did was like, I was kind of nervous. So I, I taped off the floor. Like I taped the floor and I said, here, you can put boxes in these areas, <laughs> these very specific painter taped areas. And, uh, you can go floor to ceiling in these, in these spots. So we can still have, still walk through, you know? And damn it, I was, <laughs> I was pretty good on the estimation because they filled every piece that I taped off. They filled it exactly to what it needed to be. So wow, that was, that was kind of nice. And then when we decorated for Christmas, we were able to open up some of the Christmas boxes from my childhood and, and pull out like, a set of nutcrackers that I grew up with, you know, what I mean? oh, <laughs> so that's it's funny. like, so it's like a lot of, there's a, there's a lot more Christmas boxes to go through, but you know, for our little house, it was nice to have, you know, 11 nutcrackers on our mantle. You know? Yeah, no, that's cool. Now, are you going to be like going through things to sell things, to donate things, to keep things all the above? Yes. All the above. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's tons of, you know, there's tons of photo albums, which I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with those. Those are probably the most valuable of all the things here. Send them to like one of those scanning companies and get them all digitized. <laughs> right. Um, and then there's like yearbooks from my kindergarten and stuff like that. So oh, man. there's a lot, a lot of that stuff. And then my parents went to South America and they had a lot of diggings like geodes and a lot of crystals and weird you know weird traveling trinkets oh wow well your dad was a cartographer yeah cartographer and worked for the world bank making maps of bolivia nepal bhutan you know so he was an economic hitman (laughs) that's a world did you ever read that book that's the world bank right (laughs) yeah that's a good book i have not read that book but i i I do know the lore of the world bank and and what they what they did, but um, yeah, so very happy to have this stuff in here. And then also while we we're gone, I put the Tesla in, and I got the Tesla wrapped. I saw that when we left. I'm like, <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, did I asked Clarissa? I said, did Ted get the Tesla wrapped? She said he did. <laughs> yep, I got it wrapped in matte black. So who does that? I have there. There's a place right here, you know, like right at the end of Havenhurst. Like it's a third party place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a. It's just a. You know, it's called Hustle Customs. Okay. And they do they do all kinds of you know wraps and and uh, different you know uh, aftermarket stuff. They the, the put headliner with with like twinkle lights in your in your headliner and stuff like that. Is that what you, is that what you did? No, I didn't do that one yet. Oh oh. <laughs> Now, is it like uh, tack paper that you'd put like, you know, like shelf paper sort of thing where it's like sticky and but it doesn't damage the car? Yeah, it protects the paint. And basically, it's a wet application and then they just heat it. So it's like a heated wet application. It's vinyl. Yeah. And they just wrap it with vinyl and then it's self-healing. So if there's small scratches or or small dings to it, it, if you put it in the hot sun, it'll it'll like heal itself. Um, but if you have dings and like it is right now, it's not hot enough, you can bring it down and they'll, they'll put a little extra vinyl in the place and kind of melt it in, fill in the gaps and stuff if you have issues. And I mean, you could wash it and all the stuff. Yeah. It's just, you wash it the same. There's a little bit of a different hand, different soap you use, different things you use with a matte finish. You could probably scratch the matte finish a little easier than you could scratch the, the glossy finish. Oh yeah. I follow you. But you know. It was the look I was going for. I, I, I could, the, the car's name is K2SO, so it's named after my favorite droid. <laughs> so it wanted to look like K2SO. So, it, like, yeah, like if you scratch it, it makes that like white stuff or whatever, right? Yeah, but it'll, but it's supposed to heal. It's supposed to heal itself. So we'll, we'll see. Wait, but right, but you said you could scratch a little bit easier, like if you don't wash it properly or something. Right, right. It'll have like. I think it's easier to put put like swirls on it and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, like if you're if you're wash, washing it with, or if you're like rubbing it with like a dirty towel or or like a more abrasive paper towel or something like that. It's like driving a new car. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How many miles do you have on it now? Oh man, that's a good question. Let's see. Uh oh, he's got the app. How many miles? Twenty five thousand. 581. So 25,000. You had it for a year? Yeah. Holy cow. Where the, that's a- <laughs> 25,000 miles in a year. Let me look at that. Heck, where the hell are you going? I spent a lot of time on the road. <laughs> I guess so. 
I might have put to Colorado and back and, and include I might have put thirty five hundred for the whole year. And that was like a long two two long road trips this past summer. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, think think of that. Like we we would we did we did we drive more than we usually do? Not much. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this is this is a a carbon uh, positive thing that we're doing here. I think, you know, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. You're like, the more I drive, the greener I get. <laughs> well, cool. That's exciting though. I mean, that's fun. And, and then, uh, I mean, you could do other like colors and it doesn't, it's not like a uh, flat black. Oh, you can do any color you can do. Like you could chrome it out. It can be all chrome. Like, silver oh chrome <laughs> you know you could do they would see yeah you could coming. do anything <laughs> you could do anything you want on that um and oh you know you know what people do a lot of here and i see it all the time is they'll put a line down the middle of the car and then they'll have one half of it be like white and the other half be black like a yin and yang yeah or one half will be like green and the other half will be like uh, fuchsia or something like that. And I'm like, right down the middle? This is what you, you know, like, it's why very strange. It's very strange. But, you know, to each his own. This is this is why you can do the raps, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll do like a little news before we get into our trailers. Okay. So are you a fan of Anna Darmus? I, I don't, not, not really. Well, she's very attractive. Well, I see. <laughs> and apparently, so, so, you know, I've been working in, in, film marketing and movie marketing for 14 years now 15 years okay and early early on you know when we were when we would take tv when we take tv spots and cut them from movies at the beginning of when i worked we would say like oh we get a trailer from pirates or something pirates of the caribbean sure yeah and our standards and practices early early on they were like oh did these scenes you know are these scenes still in the movie are they cut from the movie you know we we were very we were very careful yeah because you can't have something you can't advertise like this amazing line and then all of a sudden like it's not there there, people are waiting for it and it's not there right exactly well apparently somewhere between that 15 years ago or 12 years ago and and like recently they kind of have done away with that. You can have anything you want in the trailer or whatever, and it doesn't even have to be in the in the final movie. And now a couple of Anadarmus fans are suing the production company of, of a couple of movies that had Anadarmus in the trailer, but her, her scenes were cut from the movie. So she wasn't even in the movie, and now these fans supposedly went to the movie trying to see her to see her and she's not and she's ending up on the cutting room floor and now she's suing them for you know the, these fans are suing for millions of dollars so i was just like ah see it, we, there there was a reason we did what we did way back in the day yeah i mean yeah millions of, like <laughs> why, like okay give me my money back give me my ticket price back right my ticket okay say 15 bucks yeah and then two hours of what I could have made if I were working, let's say. Right. Right. So what's that? Let's say you make 30 bucks an hour. Let's just somebody has a decent job. Yeah. Okay. 60. So 75 bucks. Throw in another like whatever. Let's make it an even hundred. <laughs> like you're good, you know? Yeah. For 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 damages. Right. Uh, damages. <laughs> Maybe some gas money, some mileage. 250. Yeah, that sounds fair. That's a fair price. Yeah, 250 is probably a fair price for a two hour movie that this woman wasn't in. <laughs> I mean, and you got to watch the movie anyway. Yeah. Millions of dollars? <laughs> it it is what? it is it, it is part of the, you know, litigious society that we live in. It's gotta be a class action suit though. It can't something something like that, yeah. Yeah, it can't be just like one person bitching. <laughs> You know, I wasn't in there. No, that's insane, though, because that could certainly uh, impact future like trailer cutters because you might put together a really good trailer and last minute edits take place. Right. Nobody says anything. Yeah. All of a sudden, here comes the movie. Next thing you know, like you're being held to task <laughs> for putting this in there when you cut the trailer. You know how it yeah, is. I mean, we course. do lead times of a year sometimes. <laughs> 
you know, we have a trailer today coming out in July, July 21st. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you look at that. I mean, you're looking at that's like an eight month lead time. Yeah. A lot can happen in eight months. Right. And that trailer is already out there. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I have no idea. I have no idea how the, how they navigate this, you know, disclaimer. <laughs> you put a disclaimer at the end of every trailer where it says not all scenes may end up in the final uh, in the final cut. Yeah, of this movie. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? I can see that being the case. Like there's going to be some weird like legalese at the bottom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How they do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. all you need. It's a little coverage, a little cover your ass kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like at the end of certain things, you know, when the guy talks the legalese really fast. Oh, right, right, right. The micro, the micro machines guy, <laughs> the micro machines guy. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, a radio station has, you know, like some sort of a contest or whatever. Uh-huh. And they give the legalese like, <laughs> like super fast and, and, you know, they got to get it in. So, all right, man, two trailers tonight. Yes, sir. Oppenheimer. So J. Robert Oppenheimer, uh-huh. but the movie is Oppenheimer. Right. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I like the trailer. The Chris, it's Christopher Nolan. Like I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan for sure. Yeah, I've watched um, Interstellar a couple times on the on the new television. So it's really nice to see that that in that in that format. This is along those lines. I I I I love the idea of Christopher Nolan doing like a biopic. You know, like this feels like a biopic. It totally is. And then just Christopher Nolan's take on something like this. And he's he's an interesting guy. And Murphy is a great actor for it. Like, you know, torch, you know, he you could tell he was like he's like tortured through the whole trailer. <laughs> like, it's just a tortured guy, you know, like foreshadowing the 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 legacy that he leaves leaves. Well, he knows what's to come if this if, if it's successful, which it was right. He's he's the he's the only he's the only one. He's the only one. Right. He's the only one who kind of like right for foretold the whole thing so it, it is it's a very interesting take from a on a from a incredible filmmaker and i just uh i definitely want to see this one so i don't know yeah and i enjoyed the atomic bomb tropes mm-hmm. so you know as, as they were sprinkled throughout the movie you know i mean just the you see the fire like the ro- the rolling slow motion fireball essentially from you know what right you can only assume is the the penultimate climax of the movie well maybe not penultimate the ultimate climax of right the movie. yeah penultimate would be the one before right so there's the rolling like fireball of what you would assume is the successful detonation of the atomic bomb you know at, in new mexico even like when they put the date up, the date instead of like a stamp, like a, a typewriter, it has that Geiger counter sound. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was really. I think it was cleverly done in in with those little fine details. I mean, it looks cool. I, they also wasn't Matthew Broderick in one or something where it was like Fat Man and Little Boy or something. And oh yeah, yeah, wasn't Matthew Broderick? I don't know. I don't know who was in that, but yeah, Fat Man and. and- is it Little Boy? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was definitely a good a good movie, and it's. I think this is uh, a little more art house than right than that was. That was more of just like straight on history. Like I don't know if Universal did it or whatever, but yeah, it was just straight on. Like here's the story, and we're just gonna give it to you, and kind of like '90s Hollywood movies <laughs> in a way. But yeah, it it looks it looks incredible, and also you know like you see the guy's hand like shaking right before he hits the detonator button. Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't. I mean, that must have been incredible. Not just I mean the physic the physicist and the people building it and the mechanics and the engineers and all that stuff, but being in like the I don't know. What would you call it? Like the control room, the the control room, I guess the detonator room Mm -hmm. right before you push the button, not knowing what the heck's going to happen. Like, that's got to be. And it worked the first time. I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, no, this is exciting. Do you think it has a do you think the timing is uh, it's apropos that we've recently uh, cracked the the what the fission? Fu- no, wait, which one is it? Fusion? Fission? Fusion. F- f- fusion. We cracked the fusion nut. Well, sort of. <laughs> so Frank was telling me that uh, guys he worked with in the 80s yeah. left his company to go to uh, Livermore 
uh, National Labs where they did this. Yeah. It was like, I think he said like 82 or something. They've been working on the same project since then. And I forget what it is. Like he he didn't sound very convinced that it was actually anything, uh-huh. you know. And I guess I guess for the the listener who doesn't know my father in law, he was a plasma research physicist. And guys he worked with went and worked on this fusion project, which has to do with like high powered lasers and all the kind of stuff that and and pla- plasma too, like pla- plasma and plasma plays a exactly. part in it as well, and the pellets. And so I mean, it was, it's very along the lines of what Frank was was doing like you know similar 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 tests and stuff and like you know <laughs> like frank would be out if he was in the oppenheimer time he'd been out there in the field like building the stuff right <laughs> like i was talking to him about that you know oh yeah i mean he yeah he'd have been like plopping in the uranium or plutonium <laughs> or whatever the heck they had but yeah so i guess they put in like if they put in one supposedly you're supposed like with fusion whatever you put in you're supposed to get like more right you know it's like free energy almost they put in two two megajoules and got out three megajoules i think so i don't know what it was but it wasn't enough to like move the needle much but it's you know it's baby steps it's a breakthrough right right i mean it's better than what i'm doing (laughs) but what i'm getting at though is like that was 35 40 years ago 40 yeah 30 yeah exactly and they got this point it's like we will probably well maybe we will i don't know we might not we we might see it in our lifetime but i mean you can apply moore's law to this too can't you like don't you think this will have exponential like once you crack this part of it you could have you could see like a significant uptick in 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 success and and scaling you know okay so Let's do the back of the envelope math. <laughs> if you got like whatever, a, a, a minuscule amount of energy back uh-huh. in 40 years. So then in the next 40 years, we double that. Oh, no, not double. That, that, that's almost linear. Well, if every eight, <laughs> if Moore's law is every 18 months and you double it, this is every 40 years you double it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's, that's that's it i don't know man whatever we're not scientists so uh, yeah and then the second trailer for the night the whale the whale is a24 oppenheimer is oppenheimer universal i don't even know universal so so yeah okay so oppenheimer is universal perfect so the whale is a24 and this is an artsy movie total artsy movie it's like a renaissance <laughs> Well, well done. Take a sip for that one. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, man, that guy came out of nowhere. Right. He was swinging. He was swinging. He went dark for a while and, and now came back. But uh, yeah, I mean, talk about like, I don't know if it's like a fat suit and CGI and stuff, but man, they did a great job with him. Uh, yeah, no, it's it is a humanizing. The whole the whole thing is is really so well done and. I mean, this is like, it's a can winner, you know, Brendan, Brendan, you know, he was shocked and taken aback by, you know, he didn't want to take the, 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 like 10 minutes standing ovations. Right, right. He didn't want to take the, uh, the accolades, but they were, everybody forced him to tons of awards for this. Yeah. Tons of awards. You know, the, the quotes just keep on coming (laughs) on this thing. I was like, you know, can they have more? you know, positive quotes about a movie than this movie. It's like, I don't know. It's so, it's so highly acclaimed that I, I'm, I'm scared to see it and have it fall short of my expectations. Maybe. I don't think it will fall short though. Okay. All right. All right. So there's a lot of controversy around it too, because he worked with like some obesity activists or something Uh to make sure, because, you know, you're going into it, like you're playing like an obese guy who's like dying. He's on oxygen or whatever, all this stuff. And he worked with obesity activists to make sure that, you know, they took like extensive lengths to uh, be sensitive to the needs and just, you know, the image of obese people and stuff. So as not to be like fat shaming or making fun or anything like that. Right. And, you know, trying to ensure that that they were as empathetic as possible. But apparently like in these obesity act advocates and, and, and activists, whatever, like not everyone agrees. A number of them are angry with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's controversial. 
I don't think you can uh, appease everyone all the time. I think it's very humanizing. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, it's heartfelt. And he has the one joke about like uh, when his what is that? His girlfriend is like <laughs> she was. She's like Th- that looked like a in home like a in home nurse or something. I think okay, based yeah, on the home. way it went. But he, she's like, I want to want to stab you, and you, all my organs are at least two feet in or something like that. And I was like, oh, that you know that's that's so self deprecating. But you know you can see how that can be kind of misconstrued. I went to a film festival when I was in college and um there was a fi- a short film about a person with OCD like severe OCD okay and he was uh, a serial killer so it was kind of it was a little like oh what's that Christian Bale movie America it was like American Psycho American Psycho yeah it was like American Psycho instead of but instead of a psychopath this guy was just severe like debilitating OCD and he was he killed people because they didn't fall in line with his OCD diagnosis wow so we watch it and it's kind of like it kind of plays fast and loose with OCD. You know what I mean? So it's not very right. medically thing. And it's kind of insensitive about that person. And there's a Q&A after short films, right? In this kind of festival space. And a woman in the audience, oof, she just laid into these filmmakers. And she was like, you know, and, and it was just, it was... When you have a person was she, was she diagnosed with OCD? Is that why? Or no, she had a family member who had this debilitating OCD, and for them oh, to okay. be portraying this without the care, without trying to go to any lengths of of finding out what the real OCD is, and this is again, this is what this is like the two thousands, like twenty years ago or something like that, and it was just like. Uh, I understood the sensitivity around it, but it wasn't in today's zeitgeist where we are very much more coddled <laughs> than we were even 20 years right. ago. So, I mean, they, 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 I think they did everything right and they- They're going to cancel. Right. And yeah, <laughs> there was no canceling 20 years ago, but they were trying. Um, but yeah, the, he, I think the filmmakers and Brendan and, and all the producers did, did their due diligence, you know, and, and tried to put something out there that is humanizing to a subset of people, you know? So I think I, I applaud their efforts. It's a long way from the mummy. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, this guy, he, uh, he, he like, you know, I saw some interviews with him and stuff and yeah, he, he's looking a little older yeah uh he kind of yeah i mean he, he he went off the radar for you know i don't know like 15 years or something i guess well uh, apparently he got injured i thought i think that i heard he got injured and then he had his own bout with with some pain medications and painkillers and then you know kicking that caused some weight and caused his own problems with you know not the severe obesity of the whale but you know his own you know image problems and all that stuff so yeah i mean it's crazy and i watch an interview and i guess he came out uh, uh i don't know like around the me too movement sort of a thing and he too was like sexually abused oh, or whatever by producers and stuff and i forget the guy's name but it was um he he, he called the dude out he had some wow I think it was like a GQ article or uh-huh. something that they were saying. You know, he was talking about like the power dynamic in Hollywood and yeah. you know, there's the people of power and then like they were at some dinner thing whatever and the guys like feeling him up, you know, he's feeling up on him or something. And like that was the thing like he spoke out about it and then like he could like he got like blacklisted. Uh. He couldn't get jobs and stuff. And that's kind of the main reason that he went. I guess he went off the, the radar from movies. Hmm. Yeah, it was like some, you know, because you know how like you watch one thing and YouTube starts feeding you all the rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like some interview with him about that, though. You went down the Brendan Fraser rabbit hole, the Brendan Fraser <laughs> ra- rabbit hole. And, and uh, yeah, well, he's back now, like, a, you know. But yeah, it looks it looks heartfelt. It looks sad. Right. You know, I mean, I've known people who passed away from obesity related complications, you know, diabetes, heart problems, mm-hmm. you know, on oxygen and such. And they were enormous. Yeah. You know, and and. You know, so much of it, too. Well, at least the people that I'm thinking of. I mean, it was like mental illness kind of stuff and their their coping mechanism. Like some people drink, some people do drugs. The, you know, this one person I'm thinking of, like she literally ate herself to death. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and uh, it was really sad. But yeah, it looks good. I mean, I'm I, one question I had. Did you notice it's a square aspect ratio? 
I saw that it was it was, you know, yeah, more four by three. <laughs> I think that was probably just a, you know, one of the quirky Darren Aronofsky kind of things to do, you know? Oh, okay. So I think it's a it's an artistic Do you think the movie's in that? I think it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So the these two directors, uh Christopher Nolan and Darren Ar- Darren Aronofsky are probably mm, top four top three i think those two and quentin tarantino they're probably my top three directors uh fin fincher's in there too so i there's there's a strong top five directors who's the who'd round out the fifth three i don't know uh but th- those are definitely the top four so the this darren aronofsky i don't know if you're a fan of Re- requiem for a dream if you remember that movie yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a hard watch. You know what I mean? Right. He does he does these hard watch movies, and I have a feel, and that's one of the things I feel about this is like, uh, this is a one time viewing kind of movie. Where oh, totally. I'll see it once, and then I'll then I'll reflect on it. <laughs> yeah, repeatability isn't in a movie like this, right? You know, or a rewatchability, if you want to call it that. Rewatchability. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going to pull this out one day just because I'm bored and I need something to play in the background. I mean, it's no Rogue One. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? No Rogue One, no Interstellar, you know? <laughs> All right. So, speaking of what we're watching, what have you been watching? Give us, you know, I mean, it's been like a month yeah, or something. Yeah, give just highlights. Spoke. Just give a couple highlights. of highlights. Just, you know, don't have to do everything. So, I watched this recently. The other day, I was home and Anne had like a lunch date. So, I was home basically alone. And I had lots of gifts to wrap. So I was wrapping gifts, working remotely and watching TV. And I was like, oh, I'll try, sir. I'll try to get back in a servant, you know, the uh, Apple TV plus. Oh, did the the, the latest uh, episode come out? No. So I'm sorry. The new season, season four is coming out the end of January or mid January. Okay. But I had given up somewhere in season two. And so season three had, had dropped and had fully come out and I missed it completely. Yeah. So at the beginning of season three, I was just like, I'll just start with season three and I'll let the recap play and we'll see how, how if I can catch up. And it played perfectly behind me, wrapping gifts. So it's like this dark, very, very dark horror thrill, horror supernatural kind of TV series. And I'm happily wrapping gifts and and pushing spots through <laughs> the air and stuff. And like it was it was just a very it was a juxtaposed day of like I was totally in the zone. There you go. Ted was in his element. Uh, Jack Ryan's back. That one did just come back. I want to watch that one. It sounds it sounds pretty. Have you seen the first two seasons? Or I saw the first season, not the first second. season. Second season was I thought was really good. It was really good sophomore season. Um, and then this season, Ann and I were baking cookies last night, and there was a little break that we had to cool off some of the the cookie dough before we cut it and baked it. So we watched one episode. I don't think she's into it, so I don't know. Um, but yeah. So oh, and then we binged another thing that we binged together um, called Dash and Lily. And Dash and Lily is like a. It's kind of like a Hallmark movie. It's kind of like a holiday Hallmark movie. It's kind of like a Christmas, but it's a TV, it's a series on Netflix and it's like six or eight episodes and they're quick and it's just, it's kind of like teeny bopper stuff, but it was, it was interesting and it held our, you know, background attention while we're working and doing other things. And, uh, and, and for me, a little napping during the day, that was a little napping. There you go. Um, what about you? What have you been up watching? Well, since we last talked, uh, we watched Spirited. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I know, I, well, everybody did. Right. I mean, we all li- like the, <laughs> you know, the music and the story, and it was just twenty-seven songs. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, we watched the first episode of Willow. Oh, okay. All right. The the new Willow on Disney Plus. So remember Willow from back in the day? I remember it, but I did not see it. It has like the little dwarf dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he's still he's still the same same guy dwarf dude. Yeah, uh, we got we watched one episode. It hasn't been compelling enough to get us into the rest of it. Uh Oh, yes. I don't. Maybe we will. We tried the Hobbit. You know, what is it? An unexpected journey. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You haven't seen that before. You know what? I didn't know I did. <laughs> and I put it on. And then, you know, the scene when all the dwarves are coming to his yeah. house. 
I'm like, I've seen this. Okay. <laughs> like, I totally forget. I'm like, yeah, I looked at Clarissa. I'm like, when did we watch this? Right. She's like, I don't know, but I've seen it too. And we couldn't remember when we <laughs> saw it, you know? And I just like the third, the third movie is my favorite in that one. Like the first two are like, eh. Yeah. So we got, uh, I don't know, an hour into it and it was watching me. <laughs> I was, I was zonked. Um, and then because we were at, uh, Universal, we watched a couple of Harry Potters. Nice. Goblet of Fire and one of the other ones. Yeah. So we, you know, we had to get back into that because, you know, it's like the Harry Potter world is so immersive. Like we wanted to be back in it and it was it was cool. But that's it. That's it. I mean, you know, other than oh, there's uh, uh, this one YouTube channel that I've been watching. OK, it's called Soft White Underbelly. What's that? And this dude interviews like the dregs of society, drug addicts, <laughs> hookers, uh, homeless people, uh-huh. sex addicts, strippers. I mean, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. Porn stars. He interviews Ron Jeremy, right? Oh, wow. I had no idea Ron Jeremy was a special ed teacher before he got into <laughs> porn. He has a master's in special education. Uh, damn, damn special. <laughs> That's incredible. What do they call him? They, like he's a, what, a warthog or something? Or a, I don't know. I don't know what they call him. Yeah, they call because he's all hairy yeah. and stuff. But <laughs> but no, it's like, you know, the interviews are from 15 minutes to like hour and 15 minutes. I mean, they're all different. And the guy's like a, a, a portrait photographer okay. in L.A., and he gets all these interviews of these people. Yeah, like I said, it's like all these like the dregs of society in a sense, right? Like corrupt cops. And the, and maybe the refs from that Giants Commanders game last week. <laughs> <laughs> Giants Commanders game. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what is it called? The white um, uh, white underbelly? Soft white underbelly. Soft white underbelly. Okay. I don't know why that's the name. I haven't really figured that out yet but and the guy's not a great interviewer but he gets these people to just start talking does he show us a portraiture does he so show portraiture throughout yeah every, every episode has a portrait of the person he's interviewing okay um i mean he's done like white supremacists neo-nazis the head of the kkk i mean like the craziest stuff that you know like you want to know how somebody gets into a world of whatever they're into right this is the guy to watch <laughs> He got Q. He got Q from the QAnon, right? <laughs> that was a big. No, a big but he, he like, he, yeah, he'll, he'll interview people like that, though, you know, and and uh, just the, the most outrageous, bizarre people with what, you know, however they got into the world. The one thing I can say with near certainty, though, it's not true for all of them, but for just about all of them, like fucked up childhood. <laughs> That's where it starts. He always starts off. Tell me what your childhood was like. And, well, I was in foster care. I bounced around between like 27 different houses in the first year. And it's like, oh, my God, no wonder, you know. And what I, I, I watched a TikTok of somebody talking about the Matrix and they were talking about the Matrix and they said, basically, your first seven years of your life is the programming. And then everything after that seven years is all just you know, reactions to the programming of the first seven years of your life. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so that's so dire. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you carry the baggage with you, you know? And, yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, they're, they're not I mean, they're I, I was going to say they're not easy to watch. I wouldn't say that. I would say they're they're heavy, heavy. OK, so if if you're not in the mood for something heavy, like you want something lighthearted, this is not the thing to watch. OK, but if you're just sitting down and you want to learn about like, I don't know, like how people become fentanyl addicts <laughs> and turn off the autoplay on YouTube. Don't let don't go down the rabbit hole after the episodes, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there is that. There is that. So. If you do want something light, I will have. I do have a recommend for you. Okay. On on Netflix, we we watched a short little four episode uh, docu series about uh, Pepsi. Where's my jet? Have you heard of this? No. There's a promotion, a Pepsi points promotion back in the day, where at the end they had a Harrier jet on the commercial. <laughs> and full circle, they didn't put legalese on it, so it said Harrier jet seven million points. So this guy figured out a way to to you know get seven million points and and ask them for this Harrier jet and Pepsi was like oh no this is a joke like don't don't 
you know, a reasonable person, blah, blah, blah. Pepsi wears my jet? Yeah, Pepsi wears my jet. Okay, okay. So it's it's an interesting thing, you know, like it has it has the it has the hallmarks of, you know, the great docs that we've talked about. Um, you know, Operation Odessa the, <laughs> has the Oh yeah, they're all has, good. has the millionaire, good. you know, the the scrappy businessman. The McDonald's the Mc, one. McMillions, yeah. McMillions. <laughs> and then yeah. this one also has uh Michael Avenatti. I don't know if you remember Michael Avenatti, the lawyer. I don't the name sounds familiar. He's the lawyer that represented uh Stormy Stormy Daniels against Donald Trump. Oh yes. <laughs> And he was trying to get like drum up like uh, media coverage for Stormy Daniels. And he recently just got uh, sent to 14 years, I think 14 years of jail for uh, blackmailing Nike or something. So so he he had he played a played a role in this trying to get Pepsi to to make good on their hair your jet promise to this to this teenager. <laughs> That's a good one. Another kind of a heavy one, too, was uh, Killer Sally. Oh, what's that? On Netflix. So this woman was married, who is a bodybuilder, was married to... Oh, yeah. A, another bodybuilder. Uh-huh. And, and she, he was abusive and all roid-raged and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so they would always have these, like, knockdown, drag-out arguments. Right. And, like, she blew him away with a shotgun. Wow. Because she was in fear of what he was going to do to her. And, uh, yeah, she spent time in prison and 20 years in prison, whatever, and all that stuff. So it was pretty... Um, it was pretty intense, you know. Do they do they let you keep bodybuilding in prison? Well, yeah, you could lift weights in prison. So I mean, like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but at least she had like her thing. <laughs> you know? I guess. Like my things, my things watching TV. I don't think they let you watch as much TV as I get to watch it in my in my outside life. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't want to go to prison and find <laughs> out. Yeah. All right, Ted. So yeah, we're here for uh, you know. Yeah. We'll see where this takes us. I mean, we kind of made a an appearance this week, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, it was you know we were like I said we tried to get a few of them going here and there, but with your travels and. Ugh. And all the different things and, you know, the sewer line and all Ugh. that stuff. It's just been hard to get something going. Yeah. yeah, sometimes life gets in the way, you know. Right. But with that, want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Well, belated. Yep. Uh, belated. Well, at this point, it would be a belated Hanukkah. <laughs> you know, happy New Year. Help, a healthy, prosperous New Year to, to come. And whatever else you may or may not celebrate, that's fine. That's right. What about your beer? How did your beer finish up? Or oh, it is uh, best way to describe it is I think it's warm grapefruit. Okay, yeah. So it's like if I left the grapefruit on the <laughs> counter for a while, you know, it's it's good. I mean, I like it. It's just it's 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 better cold. It's better yeah. cold. Agreed. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, it gets it's almost like syrup. Yeah, I have been missing my craft yeah. beers. Like I have all these beers from a month ago that I that I stocked up on and then I didn't drink so. I only, I, I only drink wine and and uh, and prosecco with the wife. So there you go. Yeah, prosecco. <laughs> How about you? So yours was better uh, cold too. Yeah, mine was better cold too. Uh, I'm definitely gonna finish it, of course. And uh, and it, luckily the room is cold enough out here <laughs> that I think we'll be all right. There you go. Perfect. All right. Well, have a good New Year, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, we will. We'll talk to you. Uh, well, when we talk to you, have have a happy holidays. All right. You too. Bye. All right, Ted. Later. Yeah. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.